I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast! It's Pucko! Pucko! It's Pucko! Pucko! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Pucko! Grab your friends, it's that time Stop again! again. And welcome to the 246th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my co-host, Garan, and Mr. Maximus. And we are here today to bring you all of the Pokemon lowdown stuffs. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show, we are more than a podcast. We are a Pokemon community. Uh, you should check us out at PucklePodcast.com. And of course, you want to know what Puckle stands for. Uh, Puckle stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, so check us out. Um, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. But, as we do with every show, I want to ask you guys, the hosts, what have you been up to in Pokemon lately? Oh, baby, let's get started. So, <laughs> it was, it was just a normal Saturday, like any other, and then I saw that our great host, Trainer Thatch, had started a Puckle Twitch channel. So I, of course... Well, we've had one for a while, to be fair. We've had one since uh, PuckleCon, just already. So I log in, and uh, I start watching this, and I immediately notice that there is no Pokemon battling going on whatsoever. We are simply watching Thatch attempt to pour cereal in a bowl and count numbers. So (laughs) what what I do... Well, Thatch, I'm telling a story. Can you wait for the story's conclusion, please? (laughs) So... There's this list going on, this sign-up sheet, and um, so I decide I want to battle Thatch, uh, should give him the what for, and you know what, in my opinion, I, I did. But in reality, he didn't. In everybody <laughs> else's opinion, he didn't. Okay, uh, after that, uh, I played a lot of uh, Pokemon on uh, trading card game online. I finally completed my Porygon Z deck. Which Ooh. is really, really fun to play. You just de-evolve everything, and then you get like their evolutionary uh, effects. Like you get the Mega Alakazam, you get the oh, that's really cool. Actually, you get yeah. Melotic, which lets you get any card out of your discard pile, and mm-hmm. then you have Crawdons, which let you discard any energy attached to your opponent's Pokemon. 
Yeah. And then you just keep doing that every turn, and it really just wears them down. That sounds like a lot of fun. It is really fun. Um, and, oh, yeah, I had an idea. I was in the shower this morning, Ooh. and I had an idea for what if there was, like, an Elite Four member who was mute. mute. <laughs> and instead of, like, like speaking commands to the Pokemon, mm-hmm. they danced. Kind of like we Z-moves? Well, well, yeah, I mean, that was sort of, like, the inspiration. But, like, in the game, like, you won't actually, like, hear the trainer's commands or anything. You just have to, like, point down, like, narrow it down based on, like, what dance moves they're doing at any particular time. It's just an idea. It's just an idea. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Is that, are you you good now? Yeah, I'm good. (laughs) What about you, Maximus? What have you been up to? Okay, I'll start with this. I've been trying to play Go- Pokemon Go again. Quote unquote, trying. Yeah, trying's the the important part. Yeah, I can't catch as many Pokemon as I used to. That's a bummer. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, ever since the update, it's been pretty bad. Mm. Yeah, like the the Pokemon run away more often. Mm-hmm. I've noticed, um, and uh, it takes it's harder to catch certain Pokemon. And on top of that, you can't track anything anymore. So, mm-hmm. meh. Because the thing that killed me when I stopped playing for a while was when I was just collecting Pokemon just to collect XP. Mm-hmm. And when I had a Lucky Egg on. When I have a CP Pidgey of 26, run away from me after throwing a Pokeball. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, a word of advice on that. Apparently, like, you know how a lot of people created those uh, Facebook pages for, like, certain regions? Yeah. Where, okay, and teams. Well, if you join those, a lot of the people on those teams figured out how to, like, program these servers, right? That, mm-hmm. like, they're basically PokeVision for a specific area. And apparently it's not that hard to do. But if you can, like, find one of those, you can really help track down Pokemon like before. Yeah, but that's just so much more work. Then the app just including power? tracking. What was your question, Maximus? Does that help? Does that make catching easier? No, it doesn't. That, the problem problem with me isn't finding the Pokemon. It's actually trying to catch them. Oh yeah. Do you do the curveballs? Yeah, I do curveball and get that extra ten XP. Oh man. And it's still flat. I wonder if you like have to hit it in the excellent or the great spear now. It doesn't matter anymore because you don't get experience for that. Yeah, but, but a CP twenty six Pidgey, you know. You should just <laughs> it should just get in the ball automatically. Like get in the ball. Just get in the ball. Like that's all. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> yes. Any anything else, Maximus, other than frustration with Pokemon Go? Um just playing a little bit of Omega Ruby, Ava Sapphire, trying to breed, not breed, but um, soft reset for a good Arceus. Ooh. Yeah, that's true. That just dropped this week, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, August 1st. Yeah. That sounds pretty frustrating to try and do. Almost yeah. as frustrating as trying to KO Thatch's Clefable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Just a Clefable in general. Um, <laughs> yes. Clefables are really rough. No, I got. I think you missed it, Scrawn. Uh, so, so what I've been doing in Pokemon lately is uh, since we do have this Twitch channel, uh, the Puckle Podcast, not Puckle Podcast on Twitch. 
you can uh you can come and watch us play Pokemon and stuff like that, obviously. And so I'm just like, you know what, I should I should utilize this. So this week I decided just to jump on and see what we could do. Um and so on Thursday night we did it. And we had like sixteen people watching, which is pretty high actually. Like I have experience with Misty streams, you know. And I'm like, wow, this is a really good turnout, you know? I should yeah, for uh for the first time. <laughs> yeah, for the first time, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good turnout. I'm just like, yeah. Uh, I mean, not a good turnout in like, like, oh man, we could like get partnerships on Twitch. No, I don't think that. But I'm just like, wow, that's really good. Uh, and people are just like, oh, can you do this again? I'm like, yeah, you know, I got a lot of time on Saturday mornings typically, so I'm just going to do it on Saturday morning. And so we did that. Scrawn alluded to it. He battled me and, and didn't win. Um, I didn't say lost. You just didn't win, Scrawn. I used one OU Pokemon thatch. Don't even go there. <laughs> I used was, one OU Pokemon, and the rest were UU or below. And you had it was, all OU Pokemon. It was Don't your choice, Don't even man. go there. Don't ha- even go there, Thatch. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I like using underused Pokemon in general. <laughs> that way you have an excuse if you lose. This is why I lost. <laughs> but yeah, it was... Uh... I mean, so we did it again on uh, Saturday. We had a huge turnout on Saturday. We had like 28 people at one point. Yeah, it was good. It was it was a good time. We were at, we were having a blast doing it. Yeah. And so, I mean, this is probably something we're going to do more often now just because of the turnout we're getting. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I would go ahead and just go follow it. Uh, Puck, the Puckle Podcast on Twitch. Um, In addition, you can like just if you're following our social media, you will be able to know when we go live and stuff like that. It's uh, it was a good time though. I I've been having a lot of fun. I I'm getting uh I've been getting back into playing Pokemon competitively again. Uh for real metas that matter and not little cup. Uh by the way, this week I also broke top 500 in little cup again after not playing for 3 months. What a feat. Right? Top 500 in little cup, man. What do they have like 500 players? <laughs> Surprisingly <laughs> no. Uh, real accomplishment there that's real accomplishment it was, uh, it was actually it's actually harder to get up there now than it used to be uh, the <laughs> yeah ladder, i believe the, it the, especially with the new games coming out more people are just playing yeah the the barrier to entry to get up there used to be like 1360 on the ladder yeah and now it's like 1460 i think so i mean it's a little bit harder to get up there yeah and yeah so i, I mean i'm just like yeah i made it back i still got it you know I know what's up in the little cups, but oh, then I went and streamed uh, a bunch of uh, OU mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. stuff that matters and people are ready for. Yeah, and yeah, so Good I mean, it was time. a lot of fun. Dude, I mean, I, I went on there with the uh, with the intention of like no, I didn't think I didn't think viewer battles were going to be that you know popular, but apparently that's like a thing that people want. Yeah, people like that a lot. Yeah, people really like viewer battles, apparently. And, uh, I mean, I'm willing to give it to them. But at the same time, we had, like, I think we had a line of, a, we could have had a line of, like, 15 to 20 people mm-hmm. ready to battle. And the problem was, I can't do 15 to 20 battles in a day. Or, yeah, um, it, it takes about 10 minutes of battle. Uh, it took way longer than 10 minutes of battle, I'll tell you that much. Mm. Um, it depends on, I mean... I you get some battles that you can clear in like five. Yeah. And uh I mean I don't want to like talk about too many things about the Twitch Twitch viewership, but uh some people like are better than others. That's very clear. I'll say that. Uh mm-hmm. 
And that, that also changes the times and everything. But I'd say probably an average at least 15 minutes per battle, if not more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the average was, I think, I think the longest battle I had was maybe, um, 15 or maybe 20, 25 minutes. But I mean, still at the same time, that's just a lot of battles to do. It's a lot of thought process to go through mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's pretty draining. Yes. Uh, but yeah, no, you're 100% right. I came with the intention that nobody was going to do it though. And I was just going to play some battle spot singles and talk to people, <laughs> uh, which didn't work. Like I would just, I would just like log into battle spot singles and play a match. And then there'd be somebody who's like, yeah, I want to battle you. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And then by then there's a line of like six <laughs> and, uh-huh. and then just, people just keep coming in. They're like, and, uh, a lot of people are very impatient. Uh, oh yeah it's like yeah. Can, can we do 3v3s yeah they're very impatient uh 3v3s are kind of would kind of work i mean that might be a way to solve it but at the same time who knows uh, <laughs> well we'll see what happens gotcha all right but yeah no we're definitely gonna do it there's probably gonna be a reworking of the patreon goals to include uh like twitch priority stuff mm-hmm. so that might be something to look into so yeah uh, that's what I've been up to in Pokemon, and there was a lot of news this week, other than the stuff we're going to talk about in the topic. So, uh, let's kick it on over to the news. Uh, cue the epic music. Radio this just in. All right, so in the news, we have a few things going on. Uh, the first, I think, it, which is uh, um, a big deal, not really, is that there are some new 3DS themes out there for you guys. If you're a fan of Gallade and Gardevoir, there's a there's a 3, 3DS theme for that, as well as Latios and Latias. Um, they look very mural-esque. Um, there's also a substitute theme as well. If you're really into substitute, uh, tell you what, I want a Grimer and Muck theme, then I'll be hooked on. There's this. a lot of really good Pokemon themes. Let that let let the record show. There are a lot of good ones. Um, uh, I'm a big fan. I went and got the uh, the red and blue like trainer themes. It's actually really cool. I also have like the Mewtwo one. I have a lot of Pokemon themes for my 3ds. Uh, <laughs> I'm also an awful person, and last week on Badge Arcade, they did all of the pixelated sprites from Pokemon Red and Green, or Red and Fire Red and Leaf Green. All of, like, the pixelated sprites for, like, when they're in your party. Yeah. And I went and collected literally all of those. What? So I could put the little badges on my screen. What is Badge Arcade? Okay. So Badge Arcade is a piece of software that is automatically downloaded onto your 3DS and you can go there and you can get badges that you can put on like your home screen. Oh. And you can like decorate your home screen with it. Goodness. Did you pay money for these? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> so. It's a really, okay. So like the program's kind of awful. Like if you're, uh, I, I have some self control and I only do it for the badges that like I really, 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 really want. Um, like the Pokemon ones, like I had to have those. Um, and, and so I didn't spend too much. I didn't spend like, I think over like $6 or something. Uh, but 
It, I mean, it's reasonable. It's the amount that you'd pay for like a theme essentially to get what you want. You know what I mean? And they, uh, but you go in there and you can pay for it. There's a little rabbit. It explains to you, you need like you're spending real money. And then at the end, what it does on top of that is, uh, when you, when you actually play the money game and you get, uh, you, you pay money is they bump up how many, how much money you can spend at once. Like uh. very gradually they go, Hey, there's a bundle you can get. Well, they give you like one, five plays for like a dollar or something like that. Right. Oh, and it's a claw machine essentially. And so then they, uh, and then they're just like, well, you can get 10 for $2. And it's just like, okay, that's reasonable. Cause I'm going to do that anyway. Uh, and then, uh, then it's just like, you could do, you could do 15 for $3 and then they just gradually step this up. I don't know when it ends. Um, oh. cause I, I have never gone farther than that. But <laughs> oh my God. it's nuts. It's just like steps it up. Oh, that's like thatch cocaine right there. It's real bad. <laughs> uh, it's real bad because they also had some really cool Fire Emblem ones recently too. Oh no. Like all the little <laughs> pixelated sprites of like the Fire Emblem units. Yeah. That's really cool. You can okay. like set up your own little battle on your 3DS home screen. Thatch, we need to have an intervention soon. But yeah, I'm really bad with this stuff. Let, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, <laughs> in other news, um, if you if you want to play some po- more Pokemon stuff, uh, you can get Arceus now at GameStop. You go to GameStop. I have my code right here. Um, I'm showing it to you all on this audio podcast. Uh, and uh, <laughs> the Arceus is available until August 24th at GameStop. Guys, quick, here's the code. Nine 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 nine. <laughs> it's at level one hundred. It's got the multi-type ability, obviously, uh, and it knows judgment, recover, hyper beam, and perish song. Uh, and this is redeemable until November thirtieth. So I'd go ahead and do that while you can. Uh, it works on all Gen six Generation six games, and uh, yeah, it's Arceus. If you missed out on one, uh, when they uh, Arceus hasn't been distributed too many times i don't think outside of this no. um i it, think it, i i'm not 100 there sure. was one other event there was one other in gen 4 i think for uh no for, for it was 100 gen 5 and it was the entrelink forest did they really yes um i believe you 100 percent because mm-hmm. i i have no in idea gen 4 there was no reveal for arceus um, no there no no gen 4 there was because you had to have an arceus to get to the sinjo ruins in pokemon heart gold and soul silver <laughs> I just realized something. Scrawn uh, said Arceus and Stats, you just said Arceus. <laughs> and well, there is no official pronunciation of this Pokemon. <laughs> let that be stated. All right. <laughs> well, let us use our combined knowledge to say that there were, this is probably the third release of Arceus. Uh, there was one in 2009. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, I am also, there's, it's the, it was through the dream world is what it was. Uh, no, no. In 2009, it was for generation four. So you can get to Sinjo ruins. Um, and then 2012, there was another one. That's the one you're thinking of. Mm. Um, and then there was that one in Japan where you could get one of with holding whatever plate or something like that. Uh, and then, yeah, this is the third release. You're 100% right. Scrawn. Boom shakalaka, baby. Yeah. So if you haven't gotten RCS before, this is a perfect opportunity to get it. Um, in addition, I believe this week, um, let's see, this week we also have, uh, 
the announcement of the Volcanian release in conjunction with the reveal of the trailer for Volcanian and the Mechanical Marvel, uh, the new Pokemon movie, the 19th Pokemon movie, that we don't know how it's going to be distributed yet. It could just be straight to DVD or it could be on Cartoon Network. Uh, not 100% sure yet. We don't know. This also happens to coincide with the release of Steam Siege, the TCG set that features Volcanian. Um, it's a really cool set. Yeah, it is actually. I'm I a like, big fan of this set. I really like Steelix, and I like the evil Gardevoirs. Yeah, I think I think the I think the Steam Siege set is really cool. But we can talk about that more on the TCG podcast. Yeah, um, I'm super big fan of Hallucha though. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't think it's that good, but I I'm a big fan. Okay, sure. You can, yeah, I don't care what you say. I think it works really well in a Vestaquin deck. I think it's good with uh, the introduction of Ninja Boy, but okay, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going anywhere. You can't play Ninja Boy on PTCGO, though, Scott. I know. <laughs> oh, man, we're doing real well. We're not getting off topic at all. Yep. Um, and then I think the final piece of news that we wanted to talk about here, outside of those things... Um, let's see. I thought I had one more piece of news and I lost it. Uh, way to go Thatch. Yeah, I'm doing real good today. And, uh, uh, if you live in Brazil, I believe they have finally launched Pokemon Go and you'll be really sad to find out that the game has none of the features that people thought were fun. Um, <laughs> because I think poke, I think Niantic's getting sued right now, actually. Well, who? Uh, I forget by who, but they're getting sued for essentially like encouraging people to, uh, to trespass with Pokemon Go. And so they removed the tracking so you wouldn't be like, oh, there's a Pokemon over there. I should walk in this person's yard. You know what I mean? Well, don't, don't they have like things that don't trespass now? Uh, they do. They absolutely do. And that's probably actually why they removed tracking to begin with. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, we can talk more about how I the game's not fun anymore at some other point. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good times. All right then, uh, we are. Oh, also in North America, final piece of news. Um, if you were just like, man, I've never gotten to play Pokemon Ranger Shadows of Almia. I wish I could. I own a Wii U. If only it was possible. Well, the technology now exists. You can go to the Nintendo eShop. And you can purchase for $10 uh, Pokemon Rangers Shadows of Almia. That's so cool. That's like the best game ever. Is it? Mm-hmm. Are you lying? Are you being sarcastic? I, no, I'm not. I, I've never played Shadows of Almia. I, I've only played the original Ranger. Oh, my goodness. Shadows over Almia is by far the best Pokemon Ranger game. Is it? Yeah. Well, I, I, will, I will give it a check. I will check it out, though. Uh, they're all good, but Almia is the best. I it's will. Like, I will. Ch- so, I do not think the first one was good. But. So like, there's Fiore, there's Almia, and there's Oblivia, right? And mm-hmm. Almia is like where the Ranger headquarters is. Yeah. So you get a lot of stuff. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I I heard the I've only played the first one, and I heard the sequels were better because they actually uh, what's the word? They actually like fixed the spin count to be like a continuous count instead of now being like, man, I got to make 30 circles around this Entei. Let me tell you what. I was mad about that. The game itself is better, but I miss that. I like the skill that you had to actually put into the original Pokemon Ranger. The game. original Pokemon Ranger took a lot of skill. Yeah. Like but a I, lot. 
like uh, our, what was the hardest battle that you had to do? I think it was there like, was one where you had to go around thirty times and they just continuously broke the the circle. Rayquaza was pretty hard. Uh, Steelix was kind of tough, and that was a mandatory boss fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to remember. Pokemon Ranger was real rough though. It's a good game. Oh, it's super easy in the sequels. Don't. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I imagine that. <laughs> yeah. I imagine that. All right. So that is it for the news. Well, not all of the news, but the news that we want to talk about here. We're going to talk way more about the video that dropped here after uh, we do the game show where I are the Puckles Pokey quiz where I get to quiz the co-host. So we are going to go do some uh, Pokey quiz. Yeah. And welcome to Puckles Pokey Quiz. This is the quiz segment of the show where our hosts are quizzed on their Pokemon knowledge. Uh, who knows how good they are? Uh, Maximus is here, so he'll probably get the hard questions. But let's see how it goes. Uh, what, get... what was this like a slight that, that trying to diss Scrawn over here? No, no, Maximus. Okay, so I asked a question. See if you can answer this, Scrawn. What is the only way to poison a Steel type Pokemon in Generation Two? Can you answer that question off the top of your head? Uh, Within, uh, because by now, Maximus had answered it. Okay, well, what is it? Uh, do you want to tell him, Maximus? Yeah, it's Twin Needle from Generation 2. You can, which oh, is yeah, a, that's bug a bug type, type move. Gotcha. Yep. gotcha. You can poison a steel type Pokemon with it. Uh, but yeah, so that that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so... But, so you guys are going to be asked five questions. You get one lifeline, which is a hint for one of the questions and an additional minute to answer the question. Every question you do get a minute to answer as you well. You get one lifeline for each question? No, no. One lifeline in general. Okay, gotcha. And you get... Uh, there will be one question that is worth multiple points, as always. Gotcha. And uh, so we're going we're gonna to go ahead then, guys, and we're going to get started. Uh, we'll we'll kick things off with a little bit easier question. This one is provide. This question is actually brought to you by Minor Manetric. Mm. So here we go. Um, question number one: What move throughout the years has been a physical attack, and then was changed to a special attack, and then again switched back to physical? Wait, what? The attack was based off the physical stat. And then it was changed to be based off the special stat, and then it was changed back to be uh, using the uh, physical stat, the physical attack stat. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little confused about how the questions like. Yeah, keep like, ask for clarification. Okay. Like, what you mean? Like, I'm a little. Okay, so you know how the attacks are either based off a special, the special attack, or the physical attack. Yeah. So originally the move was based was was using the physical attack stat. Mm-hmm. And then it used the special attack stat after a generation shift. And then again in a different generation it switched it back to using the physical attack stat. Okay. Okay, I gotcha. Then Scrawn I'm wait. guessing I've got a guess. What? Sludge Bomb. Wait, was Sludge Bomb around Gen 1? Uh, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't, you don't know a lot about early go, stuff. Go ahead, go with Sludge Bomb because I'm not. I'm, I'm remembering it used to be physical, I believe. Because it wasn't yeah. all well, poison that's how types poison physical. types were. Yeah, let's try to think it all the way through though. Yeah, uh, because that shift, that first shift, must have been the Gen One switch because when every type was either physical or special, no matter what the unpack was. Yeah. Mm. So it's not a steal or fairy move. Yeah. Or dark. Mm-hmm. Let's think. Fifteen seconds. I say go with Sludge Bomb. No, there's no, I can't think of anything. Okay, let's just go with it. Okay, Sludge Bomb is your answer. You're locking it in. Sure. Uh, that is unfortunately incorrect. Uh, the answer is Bite, because in Generation uh, One, Bite was what? a was a normal type move in Generation One, so it used the physical attack stat. And then it was later changed in Generation 2 to a Dark-type move, which oh. used the special oh, attack stat. Oh, yeah. I did and then the when I, I we got to the physical special the split. Generation. So tell you what. My confusion here was that Bite actually underwent a type change. It did, yes. Yeah, so that was what got me. I was I was think, under the impression that it would have been the same type the whole time through. No, nah, I never said that. Gotcha. All right. Unfortunate. Okay. Uh, so our next question, this one is, I think, an easier one. What monotype grass Pokemon is the only grass, only one to evolve with the Leaf Stone? Le- leaf Stone or Leech Stone? Leaf Stone. <laughs> with the Leech Stone. <laughs> leaf All right. Stone. So, so it is like a Pokemon that is about to evolve, not the Pokemon it evolves into, right? If you mention either one of them, I'll give you the point. Isn't that Lilligant, like I was mentioning earlier? Okay. Well, if it's Lilligant, then what he's referring to would be Petalil. I don't know if that's the case, though. Maybe that was Sunstone, because I know that Cottony evolved. Wait, what, did Cottony evolve with the Sunstone? Maybe they both did. But it, but I don't mon- know. But it's that monotype, though. Monotype. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah. Mm. Wasn't Cottony just a grass type, though? But it doesn't evolve with a leaf stone, so that doesn't matter. Hmm. Yeah, I think it might be Petalil. Uh, let's just not overthink it too much. Let's go with Petalil. Uh, you guys would be incorrect, actually. The answer is uh, Pansage to Semisage. Oh, my. Wait, what? Uh, Lilligant actually evolves with the Sunstone. Ah. Uh, you were correct in that, assu- in that, uh, in that line of questioning, Scrawn. It's okay. All right, uh, here we go. I never picked, I, see, I never used those monkeys. That's. Yeah. There, there's still four points up for grabs, though. Those today, monkeys guys. are the bane so. of existence. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, here we go. What generation did not introduce any dragon type moves whatsoever? That is question number three. Hmm. Not Gen 1. Not Gen 2. Gen 3. Was Dragon Claw introduced in Gen 3? I know that Dragon... Yeah, it was there. At Draco least. I Meteor know, I know was Gen 4. It might be Gen 3. Dragon Claw might have been introduced in Gen 2. I think Dragon Rush is Gen 5. Yeah, if we can get something narrowed down for Gen 6, then we'll know it's Gen 3. Let's see. New dragon type moves, Gen 6. Uh, wait a minute, minute. I'm not, nothing is really coming to mind. I'm, let's see, let's there's Drag Algae and Gudra. Uh, 
They, they don't have any like signature dragon moves though. They don't. I'm gonna need an answer here. Okay, let's go Gen Six. And you guys are correct. You are not yeah. walking away without any points today. Gen Six was the <laughs> only generation to not introduce any genera- dragon type moves. Nice. Uh, generation Four actually introduced the most with five. Because oh. I believe they also introduced uh, not just Draco Meteor, but Dragon Pulse as well. There were a lot of dragon types. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's an interesting tidbit for you guys. Some trivia to put in your pockets. Oh. Um, the next <laughs> question, uh, I guess because you guys, uh, fudged up the first two, I'm going to let you get a maximum of three points for this one. Oh boy. Uh, mm. if you, if you get all three. So you get a point for each, each one you net, you name here. Uh, so we're going to go here. Uh, okay. and we're going to say, which Gen 1 Pokemon and their evolution, so their evolutionary lines, uh, appear in every regional Pokedex? So wait, quick question. Oh. That means they're, hold on. That means they're, they're lines. I mean, they're, so there's three separate lines, correct? Yes. Okay. Three separate lines in, uh, in the regional, po- in every regional Pokedex and they are Generation 1 Pokemon. Well, you know, Pikachu's one of them. I've got one of them. It's, uh, Zubat. Okay. Uh, oh, we will be starting with something. Um, I think. Zubat. Is it really Pikachu? Yeah, my, I think they're going to put Pikachu in every single game. They've done that because I know they did it with X and Y. They did it for. Okay. Yeah, they did it for Gen 3. They did it for Gen 2. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Three, Gen 3 and 5. I mean, 4 and 5. I'm not sure. Hold on. Okay. Uh, well, let's just trust you on that one. Uh, so Zubat, Pikachu, um, let's think. Magikarp? You also have the hint as well. Oh, Magikarp is pretty, I, I think that might be it. Do you want to use the hint since it's the most questions or do you want to say yeah, that? Yeah, let's, uh, let's use the hint here. Okay, um, so they're, they're all two-stage evolutionary lines. Okay, so um, and I'll give you a second hint because there's a lot of Pokemon that they answer. Um, and one of them is a favorite of somebody on the council. Okay, so oh, wait, two stage. Wait, that means it goes the stage two or yeah? There's no. only there's only it's basic then stage one. Well, okay. there goes the Pikachu line. Well, and the Crow and the Zubat line. Oh wait, no, I lied about that one then. Uh one of them is three stage. Okay, it's Zubat, <laughs> Magikarp. So the, the Crobat is my favorite. So we got that out of the way. There we go. There goes our hint. Uh, we might have had it then. So. Oh wait, ma- we're still missing one though. Magikarp, Zubat. Uh, let's think. Two stage. Let's see. Eevee maybe. I don't know. Does that really count as two stage, really? No. I think it's in every game because it just evolves once. True, and all the introduction to the evolutions probably made it that made that possible. Yeah. Well, not in every evolution, but the generation, but most of them. Wait, was Eevee in Gen three? Wasn't I mean Eevee wasn't Gen three because Fire Red Leaf Green. It was in Gen four. Uh, Gen five is the only one I'm not really sure about. But didn't that introduce Glaceon and... No, Glacian? that was Gen 4. I don't think Eevee appears in Gen 5. Mm. It might in Black 2, White 2. I uh, I'm going to need a new answer real soon. Mm, 
Okay, well, our first two answers are Zubat and Magikarp. Okay. Um, what do you want to go with, Maximus? I'll let you decide. I don't know, Tentacruel, since it's also really popular, it also appears a lot. I'm just, I'm just throwing something out there. I don't think it appears in Gen 5. Yeah. But, sorry if I messed that up. Um, what am I... I need an answer, guys, here. I need an answer now. Like, right now. Well, I'm just going to take the two. Evie, Evie. Let's go with Evie. Is that all right, Maximus? That's fine. Okay. All right, so you got one point. Uh, What? Zubat is correct. Uh, Well. Magikarp is not. It did not appear in the Generation 5 decks. Uh, Regional Pokedex did not show up in the Unova decks. Uh, the Unova decks has to include the, uh, black two and white two one in this case as well, because the original Unova decks only had Unova Pokemon in it, if you recall. Um, so you had to use black and white two. The, uh, and what was the other one you answered? Uh, Eevee. Tent- hmm? It was Eevee. Eevee's not in, uh, he's in the black and white one, but he's not in the, uh, Hoenn. He's not in the Hoenn decks. But uh, it's Gen 3. So yeah, Gen but 3, Fire Red, Leaf Green. No, 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 no. It's not uh, regional Pokedex, not generational Pokedex, but. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh. I have no patience for this thatch. Uh, <laughs> no so patience. That's correct, but the, the correct answers for generation po- one Pokemon that were included in every regional deck so. Jigglypuff? Far, Jigglypuff? No. It is, uh, Zubat. It is, uh, it is also, uh, Psyduck. Surprisingly, Psyduck. Um, Psyduck's in all of them, and the last one is I have it written down. I had it memorized, and then I lost it just now. Um, it is Magnemite, which is the favorite of our Viger. Hey, wait a minute. That's three. Isn't that three stage though? Oh yeah, I guess. Uh, my apologies. Hey, you know you get I a demand a, a consolation point. Back. You get a consolation point. Uh, Thank done. you. So there now you guys go. are sitting at three points. Uh, <laughs> Good. <laughs> we have we have one question left, and here it is. I'm actually going to make you answer this one within a minute. Uh, oh boy! Because <laughs> I gave you a consolation point. Okay. Uh, and so here we go. Uh, what location in Pokemon Black and White, or the Unova region in general, was not accessible in the Japanese release of Pokemon Black and White, but was later unlockable after the in- international releases of the game? Well, this is all you, Scrum, because I barely remember Gen 5. <laughs> I, I think I know the answer. I'm just trying to remember the name of it. Uh, if you give me a vague concept of what it is, I'm, I, I will also Uh, Fertility it. Shrine. Uh, is that your final answer? Uh, uh, that doesn't sound very good. Oh, wait. Maybe it's the Secret Laboratory. I don't know. What do you think it is? Because there's the Plasma Secret Laboratory where you could find Genesect. And then there's the Fertility Shrine, which is where you catch Landorus. Uh, I would think something called the Fertility Shrine <laughs> would probably be kind of etchy. Okay, 15 seconds. Etchy? I don't know what this is. Oh, God. Uh, I'm not ready for this. I got if I if I said um if I had like a guess Three I said seconds. fertility shrine. Okay, let's just go with secret laboratory. I think that's probably more likely. Okay, so that's technically correct, I guess, because you needed the event. Uh, so I'll give you the point. Um, 
What I was huh. looking for though was the Unity Tower. Um, because oh. it was only accessible after you did an international trade on the GTS. I remember that, yeah. But I will give you the point because you are technically correct because the event for Genocide did not come out until after the international releases. Yeah. So you, you guys can walk away with four points today. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna update my listings here. Um, uh, you guys are so lucky. Um. <laughs> You're so lucky that I just I just play fast. And We're the, the best type of correct, Maximus. Technically <laughs> right. correct. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna sort you guys from largest to smallest. And so right now the current standings for the Pokey Quiz are the following: uh, Gator is still in first, guys, with 24 points. Maximus has moved up to second place, though, uh, and is in reach of Gator. Um, with, uh, 19 points. Whimsicott's in third, f- trailing only with, by one point with 18 points. Uh, Doctor and Shamu and Scrawn are tied for fourth place, uh, at 11 points. Bosephus is following up at sixth place with nine points. Viger is trailing behind in seventh place with four. And Ethan is down at the bottom in eighth place with two points. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there is an undetermined prize to, uh, to be determined to you guys this evening. An undetermined prize to be determined. That means we're gonna get a scrap of paper or something with Thatch's signature. I was thinking of like, uh, uh, like giving you guys like a pat on the back. Uh, Oh. Like, like a good job, you know. Uh, That's even worse. (laughs) I can't sell that. That's it for this week's Buckles Pokey Quiz. We are gonna move on then to the topic. Hey, it's Thatch, and I wanted to let you know how you can improve your Puckle experience. First, you can come to PucklePodcast.com where we have a chat box and forums where you can talk to many other Pokemon fans who also listen to the show. You can keep up to date on the latest Puckle news by following us on our Twitter, liking our Facebook page, subscribing to our subreddit, and following our Tumblr. Don't forget to review us on iTunes, though. It helps us find more people to come and hang out with us, and we can have larger tournaments because of it. And, if you're feeling generous, we also have a Patreon where you can donate in return for some awesome rewards. And as always... Thanks for listening and for all the support you give us. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And on to the topic. Our topic today is the next big news drop that apparently happened. Uh, <laughs> we we had this dry spell of like a year of Pokemon where we had to come up with topics every week. And then now it's just like, I swear, every like three weeks I have to talk about some news because it was just giant Pokemon sun and, <laughs> sun and moon news, you know? It's gonna giants, be giants, not even giant. It's literally giant this time. Uh huh. Yeah, huh? But I'm just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we start talking about Executor, uh, let's. <laughs> oh, let's, that's uh, what we're doing. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about the the thing they started the trailer off with, which is Z moves. Um, Z moves are insane. Uh, well, I guess they started off the trailer in the U.S. with the Lowland forms, but Z moves are a big thing. Uh, you get that's what the little bracelet is. It's for Z moves. Um, I, I have some thoughts about these that I'll, I'll talk about at the end. But the idea is you essentially get to use this one super powerful move once per battle. Uh, if you have the proper Z crystal inserted into your bracelet, as well as the Pokemon holding the associated Z crystal, and then it can use a super powerful move that quote fills up the screen. Uh, <laughs> okay. Which is, I don't know why that's a selling point, but it is. 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> I am being very cautious about my feelings toward these at this time. Uh, I, I think you should be. I, like, I, cause currently I'm feeling like it's kind of, it's like, it feels like a very gimmicky follow up to Mega Evolution. Well, it's like a new mechanic they're putting in the game. Well, let's look at the pros. Uh, the pro, first pro that you notice is that you have to have the corresponding Z crystal and you can only use it yes. once, once a battle, right? Mm hmm. So that sort of balances out, it out. Yeah, uh, absolutely. One of the potential big cons of this Mega is Ray Ray? making it basically just a type-oriented hyper beam. Yeah, that's 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 what I, I feel like it is almost. You know what I mean? That would be very detrimental, I think, to like competitive battling. Now, if it actually has mm-hmm. other effects depending on the move's type, I think it could be really cool. I I just I'm a little worried about it just becoming like a very burst-heavy meta. You know what I mean? Mm, like. Yeah. You're just gonna be like, oh man, that guy could just be using using uh, a burst or a Z move at any time, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's it, it, weird. if if that is the what we end up doing. But in some cases, like maybe we'll get like on the ice type Z move, we'll get actually a move that can freeze 100 percent of the time. Or that would be like that. awful. For that would be measure. terrible. That would be banned by Smogon in an instant. Uh, <laughs> now I'm kind of scared for this. Not really scared, but a little concerned. And I know we were talking ahead at times, saying like, like if these come out, they kind of must be all at the same power level. Yeah, exactly. There, but if they're going to be based on types, what if the principle still like carries over? Like, if it's a ground Z move, are flying Pokemon going to be immune to it? Or I would or, hope so, right? Yeah, but it's like that means all of a, that means they're obviously going to be some better than others. Then they're mm-hmm. going to put because there are definitely types that are better than others. Well, yeah, like, in this aspect, then. Yeah, yeah, no, no, and uh, it's interesting as well because as long as you can learn a move of that type, you can use a Z crystal. So you can see Pokemon using uh, Z crystals that aren't their their type. You know what I mean? Wait, so, what? Yeah, uh, that's the, that that's works? the concept of being able to be what it does. Uh, so it, if you could move, learn like one fire type move and it's sunny day, you can use the fire type Z crystal. I, that's what I'm assuming right now. That's the way they make it sound. That's bogus in a sense. Uh, a little uh, bit, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, oh, well, we so don't pretty really much have everybody can use the normal Z crystal, you know what I mean? Oh, no, oh, normal types. Oh, they're gonna be all over the place with this. Uh, also, quick side note about Z crystals. Uh, they are creating a Z bracelet, kind of like how they made a mega bracelet, you know, toy. Um, that you can go buy, you can go pre-order on Amazon right now. Um, and, uh, you can, you can buy it and you can buy the stones separately to put around it as well. Uh, I think right now for like 10 of the stones and the bracelet, it's like $50, uh, which is a lot of money. Let's be completely honest. And 10 of the stones. Yeah. You can get 10 of the stones. Uh, because one of them comes with the bracelet and then extra stones. You can buy a set of nine of them right now. Uh, they haven't released the other ones yet. And uh, on top of that, the Z bracelet, this toy, actually will sync up with the game. Wait, what? And so when you use the Z move in the game, it will uh, it'll vibrate and stuff. Uh, 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 I am so conflicted about that. Right? I just <laughs> don't know what to th- like. It almost makes you want to like buy it. Um, no, uh, maybe not, it doesn't vibrate. Just, maybe it, uh, maybe it just makes noise. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I don't find that to be immersive. I think it is more like 
I okay. I want it though. <laughs> I think it is some <laughs> sort of capitalistic exploitation of yes, our sensory absolutely. overload. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's kind of silly. Uh, I I'm kind I'm th- I'm considering buying one, but I want to make sure it fits my wrist first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they have a demo at Toys R Us or something. Yeah, exactly. I just need to see one. You know what I mean? Like I just need to see one. Um, okay, so let's move on from Z moves. Uh, there was there were some other things announced that are that are pretty big. Uh, I, I think a couple things I want to talk about before we get to the Pokemon segment of this actual actual th- trailer is that we get we get some news on the uh, on the actual functionality of the game. It appears there are no gyms anymore. You're just doing island challenges. Yeah, um, which have you go with a challenge leader and you do some challenge and there's a totem Pokemon at the end, which is like a boss. Essentially from RPG. This is this is looking to be far more RPG than a typical Pokemon game. Personally. So pretty much the Orange Islands brought the life in a sense. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Uh, as or, far as or, I can or, tell, though, the uh, the four island uh, the challenge leaders that we've seen so far are all on the same island. So there, there's potential because there's four islands to have, you know, 16 challenges. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and you also have the Kahunas at the end. We've only been introduced to one Kahuna. So these could just be the challenge leaders before the Kahuna. And you get 16 challenges all based on different types, which is most of the types. There's 18 types. If I may go off on a bit of a tangent, go for I it. think that the whole island challenge thing is due to a historical sensitivity. Yo, yeah. Very lo- uh, what we largely saw in like, I mean, the re- whole reason Hawaii is even in the United States is because of Sanford Dole and the whole Lilio Kalani, uh, Yes, basically conspiracy. And to suggest like that they have a champion, they have the gym leaders, that is an a super imposition of Japan's like feudal shogunate structure onto Hawaii. And it's really just kind of awkward, you know? Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's very interesting because I know there, I'm not definitely, explaining this is def- it very well, but no, 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 no. no. I, I understand because the, I think this game takes into account the real life, uh, culture more than any other Pokemon game prior to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at it, because Z moves, not only like we're going to go back to Z moves for a second because they're all based at, looks like on dances. Uh, and, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, no, which is huge part of the Hawaiian and I guess the Polynesian culture in, in general. Uh, dances were like the way that they conveyed their history. They did storytelling. You know what I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's huge. Um, th- there's even one of the island challenge leaders, which, uh, uh, I forget his name, but he's the fire type one and he's all about the, uh, the dances and stuff. Pre- like keeping in tradition <laughs> and knowing the dances to tell his stories. Cool. So it's, it's a huge part of like the culture. And I'm just like looking at all this. I'm like, wow, this is very hitting on Hawaii. You know what I mean? It hits on Hawaii a lot. That's, um, yeah, it also has like, now Hawaii itself hasn't been like around a very long time historic, like in an, from an archaeological perspective. No, it's only been like a hundred thousand years or something. Yeah. So what they're doing is they're taking a lot of, uh, the whole, I mean, this, I know this is a sensitive topic to some people, but what they're doing is the whole Galapagos, uh, like Finch and Alola Pokemon, mm-hmm. like sub evolution yeah. sort of conversation there. Like we've got the Sandshrews who had to adapt to cold weather along. Yeah, this, we can use this to segue into the next topic, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and and which as is well the, as the uh, Finches with the dancing on the different yeah. islands and such. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, there, so first of all, what, what Scrawn is talking about is there, uh, let's, let's start first with the Alolan forms. Uh, they have decided that there are going to be Alolan forms of Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have different adaptations. And so we've, we've seen five so far. Uh, first of all, uh, Alolan Executor looks like a palm tree. Uh, <laughs> it's more a dragon. So, <laughs> it's like a giant palm tree. Uh, it is no longer, uh, grass psychic, which I thought was an awesome typing to begin with. Uh, but now it is grass dragon um god knows why um, it's probably it probably has something to do with like dragon fruit or something like that but it's uh tropius on here then yeah right uh a lot of people thought that tropius should get the same treatment maybe it does i mean they, we've only seen five pokemon and i assume that more than five are going to get it uh, we these, these also harken back to the delta species in the tcg as well uh yeah. But we've got snow, snow, or ice steel sand shrew. Uh, we've also got ice steel, uh, sand slash. These are turning out to be like their own Pokemon though as well. You know what I mean? Uh, they, I, I feel like they could, I don't know if they will, but I feel like they could get their own national dex number because, uh, they oh. have different base stats. It's very, it's hinted at in the sand slash sand shrew, uh, Alolan forms on their page. They're talking about them being slower all the time. So that so Severby actually has special specialized entries of data for like how they evolved and such. Yeah. Like um, here, I'll read the Sandshrew one. Mm-hmm. Sandshrew have historically lived in desert areas, but the frequent eruptions of nearby volcanoes drove the Sandshrew to abandon the desert and migrate to snowy mountains yeah. where they took on this form. Sandshrew's body changed to adapt to the harsh environment of the snowy mountains. Uh, it they, became its own igloo. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And then, and then the last one that we haven't talked about yet is, uh, the Vulpix Ninetales. They become Ice and then Ice Fairy, respectively. Uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, they look very nice. I mean, the, at first I was kind of shocked that they were, like, changing old Pokemon and turning these into it. Now, like, after, after it sank in, it was just kind of like, alright, this is, uh, this is, this is pretty cool, you know? Um, uh, we get some Ice type, we get some Pokemon that we haven't seen before. Uh, well, not that we haven't seen before, but we get some type changes, which are really cool. All of them are very unique too. First Hero? of all, like Grass Hero? Dragon, uh, yeah. Ice Steel, Ice Fairy. These are all new typings, which is amazing. And I mean, you could definitely play. I mean, they already had a Palm Tree Pokemon, so why make a new one, right? Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's a very interesting idea, and Hero I'm really down for it. On the subject, now I'm hoping that the, if we ever see any more of these, like. I mean, like complete typing, like as far as the executor, it's still technically grass. It's yeah. still grass. So, but with Volpe's and Sancho, they got a complete haul over. Yeah, that's true. But I hope we get like few more diverse types than just ice. To be fair. Yeah, I, I hope that it's not just like yeah, this Pokemon used to live in the grass, but then it didn't want to, so it moved to the icy mountains. Uh, yeah. If that if that happens again, yeah, I'm gonna be a little concerned. Uh, so, I wish they would have given us a different example other than just like Sandshrew and Sandslash and Ninetales and Vulpix. Um, I, I wish, I wish, like, remember yeah. all these were Gen 1, the type changes. Yeah, I would have been really cool if they would have shown me something other than like Sandshrew, Sandslash. Like keep the Vulpix, Ninetales, and the Executor, and then show us something else that like turned to Fire type or something. Um, it's, it's theorized right now that Marowak could go to Ground Fire because, uh, he, the, the Fire type Island Challenge leader, He's, he hangs out with a Marowak and does like, uh, fire dancing, you know, with like the stick, which is an awesome concept for Marowak. Oh, yeah. And that'd be it's a really cool. cool That's awesome. That's really yeah. cool. Um, what I really, really, really hope that they do 
is not make it evolution like region based. So you don't bring yeah. a fire type Vulpix, bring it up to a snowy mount, and then all of a sudden it's a it's an ice type Nine Tails. These no, are no, I don't, actual I don't think, subspecies I don't, of Pokemon. Yeah, no, I I think they should. Ha- I I kind of almost want them to have their own uh their own dex number. You know what I mean? Um, I want, I want that to happen. And the, I mean, you could have some, you could have different evolution methods as well. I mean, uh, cause will Alolan Vulpix evolve in an Alolan Ninetales via Firestone? I don't think so. Uh, I, I mean, no. it's, it's possible. I'd be, I, I think it'd be really cool to see an ice type evolve with the Firestone. That's just me. Uh, but if the, it doesn't, that's fine. If they, but they should have a different dex number then. You know what I mean? They shouldn't be considered the same dex number as regular Vulpix and regular Ninetales. I don't because know. Because if it's a different subspecies, it's a different Pokemon. Yeah, but they've had it before when the type is changed, like different forms have changed, and they change type as well, but they're still the same dex. Uh, yeah, uh, especially in the uh, new Finch Pokemon, uh, Oricorio, Segway, I did pretty good there. Uh, <laughs> which is one of the several new, new Pokemon that they announced as well in this announcement. Uh, it gets a different form depending on which island you find it on. Uh, there's fire flying, electric flying, psychic flying, and ghost flying, and they all have the dancer ability, which allow, which again, more dance because it's Hawaii. Uh, yeah. which allows it to cancel, uh, which allows it to copy any move with like dancing in the name, such as dragon dance or sword Te- dance. Teeter dance. Teeter dance, yeah, exactly. It just copies those, so it'll get the same stat changes. Now, it'd be really cool if they actually had decent stats to, like, use these on. So wait, does it copy if it's hit by it, or a copy just by it being played on the field? Just copied if it's played on the field. And does that only include opponents, or can your allies do that, too? That's a good question. I assume it's everybody. Doubles, that's going to be powerful. Yeah, and doubles, it could work out really well. We could also see the dancer ability put on something else as a hidden ability or something like that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Which would be very interesting. Yeah, Ludicolo. That would be perfect okay. for Ludicolo. Uh, you're one, that, that'd be really good for Ludicolo, actually. Um, we, we also get some other Pokemon, such as, uh, Minior? I don't want, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Um, uh, with, it's a rock flying type, and its ability is shields down, which is super gimmicky. Uh, it's, uh, so it pretty much has awesome defenses until 50% health, and then it turns into, it sh- breaks its shell, and then it turns into a different color depending on what type of move hits it. And it's got like five different colors that it can turn into. And Wait. it's crazy. And it's just... It, and the entire time I'm just like, this isn't going to be good. Because you know what other Pokemon did something like this? Darmanitan was Zen mode. Uh, so it's not going to be any better this way. But whatever. You know. Now, I'm... Wait a minute. I thought like, it, is, like, it changes... Each battle based on the type of move it's hit with. Just the colors. It, just the colors. It's like an aesthetic thing. Oh, well, dang. I must have um, watched that video wrong. Um, yeah. Not so the typing thought, um, or anything. It's I thought keeps, it was like it, it just stayed the same typing. the entire time you kept from the time you catch it. I, maybe. My understanding was because the color changes based on what it absorbs, it says. So it could be absorbing a hit. And then, you know, water type, it turns blue. Fire type, it turns pink or something like that. Yeah, but there's only it's weird. There's only five. Yeah, colors. there's only five colors. So I mean, there could be doubles or something as well, or maybe maybe like you said, it could just be depending on which one you caught. It could be a flip baby thing. I feel like there's gonna be some lore about this Pokemon in the game. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah, With it being a meteor type Pokemon. Um, 
I think uh, I'm going to skip over one and then uh, do two more. Then we can talk about my favorite one. Uh, so we have uh, Lurantis and uh, Formantis, which are Mantis Pokemon that are just pure grass types. Uh, and they have a new move called Solar Blade, which I'm hoping is just like a physical solar beam. And they they they're pretty much just they're they're the opposite of mantises that look like flowers. They're flowers that look like mantises. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's really cool. Um, and then we also get Mudsdale's pre pre evolution Mudbray, which looks like a donkey. Uh, yeah. It, it also knows stamina. Donkey. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but the Pokemon I think we're all we're all excited about is uh, Gumshoes, the Donald Trump Pokemon. <laughs> uh, he looks one hundred percent like Donald Trump. And then I was watching this with one of my friends uh, when it dropped, and he goes, "Man, this really is the Donald Trump Pokemon because they show him as a totem Pokemon, and he starts glowing orange." Oh my goodness! And so I'm just like, "Oh God, that's hilarious." Um, but yeah, uh, Gumshoes is a normal type Pokemon. Uh, evolution of Young Goose. They were like really hype on it, and I don't know why. Um, that, that's like hyping Raticate, you know. Uh, and I think the uh, last piece of news, other than these Pokemon, is uh, the fact that it looks like HMs might be a thing of the past uh, with this new service called PokeRide, where you can call on Pokemon to perform services for you, such as surfing and flying and riding on their backs for funsies. <laughs> uh, we, there, are, there are a variety of Pokemon to ride. It's like they took the idea from X and Y and then just expanded on it, like, hugely. You you can ride on Tauros. You can we've seen riding on Mud Mudsdale. We've seen riding. Uh, we've seen flying on Charizard. We've seen surfing on both Lapras and uh, Sharpedo. It's so they brought those back. <laughs> yeah, but <In> new forms. <laughs> it's it's insane. It's just crazy. Thinking about it like that, I don't know the fact that HMs could be gone forever. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what your thoughts on that are. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna take. It's going to take out the idea that you need to carry Pokemon around. Oh, also, I forgot you can also ride on Stoutland, but it also acts as a, uh, it acts as a, what's it called? A, an item finder when you <laughs> ride on Stoutland. That's cool. Yeah, isn't it? Um, and so they, they're, they all essentially just look like they, uh, they replace HMs. You have, you have Charizard, which is flying. You have Lapras and Charpedo, which is like surf. Uh, but Sharpedo can crush rocks as well, so it's like Rock Smash plus uh, Surf. Uh, <laughs> Stoutland's Item Finder. Mudsdale is like Rock Climb, and then Tauros is like uh, like Rock Smash. That could be Head Charge, one of the two. Yeah, so it's it's kind of cool. Uh, I, hopefully, it just means that there's no no HMs necessary, which would be really cool because then you don't have to have a Pokemon that knows Cut <laughs> on every team. You know what I mean? <laughs> Though they have been, they have been ever since Gen Five, just cutting down on the amount of HMs you needed to have. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think the only one you actually needed to use in uh, X and Y was uh, Surf, and that was only for like half a route. So it, they're definitely making improvements. They're definitely making improvements. I think to quality of life. Uh, anything else you guys like saw in this news dump that I might have like glazed over and you wanted to talk about? Oh, I just had like a good like a good idea for a buddy cop film. Oh yeah, yeah. What was it? Gumshoes. And wait, that's his name, right? Gum- yeah, Gumshoes. Yeah. And um, 
oh crap, was that Looker? Looker? Like, yeah, Looker. Yeah, Looker, buddy cop film. <laughs> They're both detectives. It'd be, kind of, it'd be kind of funny. I think the only Pokemon that Looker has in uh, quote unquote canon is Croagunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he didn't have him at, in the, in the Oras though. Uh, I don't know if he has him in Oras. He has it in a. Uh, he has it when he is in uh, in Platinum. He has Croagunk, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's also he also has it in the manga and everything as well. But yeah, uh, I think I it's like. Yeah, I would like for to it. discuss the Pokemon Bounce Suite. Oh, that was in a previous episode, Scrawn. You missed out yes, on that. Yes, I know that, but there is a very important piece of information that I feel this needs to come out. Are you going to talk about how it runs away and people uh, people don't think it's in trouble and don't try to help it? Yes. Yeah, we already talked about that. <sighs> Public service announcement. <laughs> Save your local Bounce Suites. Exactly. All right, then. So that's it for the topic. We're going to take a short commercial break, guys, and we'll be right back at you with the poke of the episode. And so we will catch you on the flip-flop. Is your bird Pokemon tired? Did you break your Ian flute but still need to, I don't know, go home and visit your mother? Well, then, you can try Flygolark to fly safely and quickly across the globe. Flygolark, because legs aren't everything. And welcome back. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex 103, Executor, the Coconut Pokemon. It's Gen 3 Ruby and Sapphire Pokedex entry says, Executor originally came from the tropics. Its head steadily grow larger from exposure to to strong sunlight. It is said that when the heads fall off, they group together to form Execute. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, that's actually more telling. It could be telling you that it's coming from, uh, Alola first, you know what I mean? Wow! Uh, and they actually say on the, on the Pokemon website that the Alola, the people from Alola think that the Alolan Executor is the true form of Executor. Uh, but you take your what you want. Psychic typing or dragon? Uh, <laughs> wow! Yeah, right? Uh, so Executor is right now currently in Borderline 4, which means it is essentially NU. Uh, it is, it is banned from PU, but not good enough to be considered for NU. Um, <laughs> but we're gonna change your opinion of Executor. Uh, I, you know what? I, why is it in, if it's not, if it can't be in PU, why, why doesn't it just say NU? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, That's, borderline 4 just means it's being considered, I think. It That's means what I think it means. It's really bad for even NU, but yeah. I wanna stick it in PU because it might be good. Yeah. Uh, Executor, however, is, I mean, I don't think he's too bad. He's got a decent special attack on him of yeah. base 125. His speed is pretty lackluster at 55, though. Uh, if we could speed him up a little bit, it'd be great, but no, not really gonna care about it. Well, uh, there is a way to speed him up. There is, with chlorophyll, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he also has access to harvest, which isn't a bad ability in itself either. Neither. I would definitely run him on a sun team, though. Something with, you could run with nine tails. Ah, ah. Uh, cause of drought. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah. I actually had a Do you friend not get my jokes executor and it was really good. Did you run chlor- chlorophyll? What did you, what did you run on your executor? It was harvest. Harvest? Oh, what yeah, did you run had, with it? It was a, I didn't run with it. A friend did and it was really good. Well, what moves did he use? Uh, okay. probably HP restoration stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, so you could, you could run chlorophyll. I think that's the way I'm going to suggest it because it's really bad speed. Uh, maybe a team with, with sticky web support on it as well for some speed control. Mm-hmm. And you can get the chlorophyll going. Oh, with like you a, just like your sticky web support, don't you, Thatch? Yeah, I'm a big fan of sticky web, man. Mm-hmm. It's really good. You know, I saw a strategy once for Executor. Like, they were doing, they were subbing up. Mm-hmm. Like they got the sticky web down so for speed control. Yeah, but then they were subbing up. Then they had like a berry, the berry that boosts like one of the oh, stats. They yeah. just made it tanky throughout the whole thing. That's great. They had leak seed. He's got decent defense, a decent defense stat too. On top of that, I mean, uh, and his move pool isn't terrible. Nope, and it's HP not. is pretty decent too. Yeah, uh, it's not bad. I'm really surprised it's so low. It's probably because of the grass typing. And the psychic yeah. typing, honestly, because it, it's going to get hit by a lot of things super effectively. How Written many weaknesses does it have? It's probably got a lot. Uh, because those two typings few. don't help each other at all. It is weak to seven types. Flying, poison, bug, times four. Uh, ghost, fire, ice, and dark types. It is, it is insane. But it does also resist six types, so that's something good, too. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of nuts there, though. That's really nuts. Yeah, pick your poison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I don't know. I'd run a chlorophyll set. You could probably run, uh, life orb for extra damage, cause you're just gonna try to sweep with him. Uh, and you, if you're in the sun already, just run solar beam. Uh, I would run psi shock probably with him as well. And, I don't know, coverage, hidden power, fire, like I do on superior. And sunny day, just in case you don't get the sun. Yeah. That's okay. my professional opinion. Is there any cool trivia on uh, Executor, Scrawn? Uh, yeah. Oh, go it. for it. Well, uh... Is it based on a palm tree? Yeah. What? Based on a palm tree. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm sure there is trivia. I just don't necessarily have any... Oh man. Okay, let's oh, see. Oh, I've got some trivia. I'm really bad at drawing Executor. Ooh. Yes. Uh, Executor is also uh, it it's also apparently uh, I'm gonna say this wrong, Scron, and you can correct me. Uh, Suna Kazu Ishihara's favorite Pokemon. How do they How do they do? I'd, I'd have to see the name. Uh, okay. Uh, he's actually one of the top executives at uh at TPCI. Um, he's also Apparently, just always, because uh, he's the kind of the face of the company, he's always uh, mis, uh, misnamed as Satoshi Tajiri. Um, actually, Jushiro recently did that on Facebook. He posted him, and I'm just like, yeah, no, that's that's not uh, that's not Satoshi Tajiri at all. Uh, Tsunekazu Ishihara. Yeah. Um. Uh, also, just fun fact, there was a, actually, there was a set of TCG cards, like, about island Pokemon, and they gave them slightly different colorations and stuff. It also included a very long neck executor, much like a Lolan executor. Hmm. So, that's really nuts. This was, like, back before Gen 2 was a thing. Ooh! Yeah. We've seen it before. They'll take our concepts from earlier generations and use them in later. We've mm-hmm. seen that. Luna. Yeah, exactly. It's it's nuts how much like if you're a fan of the franchise you realize these things very uh very much so. Mm-hmm. Oh man, but yeah, they have the orange islands to pull from too for ideas. Like it'd be really cool to see an Alolan form of like uh of Onyx is in the form of like the crystal Onyx or something like that. 
you know? Yeah. Uh, that'd be nuts. Um, but back to Executor. Executor is not that bad uh, competitively. It'd be a lot of fun to try out. Um, I can't give you anything on Alolan Executor yet. We can do that soon, hopefully. Let's just remember, four heads is better than three. Four. It's not like the. Let's talk about the fourth head for a minute. On Executor's uh, Alolan Executor's tail, it's a little creepy because um, <laughs> it's not. It's not formed like it doesn't look like the other ones. It looks like a premature head, you know. Yeah, I it's mean, li- it, it apparently just, also controls the tail on its own. This isn't something new Ugh. in Pokemon history. Yeah, no. We've got Girafferig. Mm-hmm. We've got Wobbuffet. Stuff like that. Yeah, no, no. I I agree. It's not new. I just it just looks completely different than the other Executor heads. And I wish it would look exactly like the other Executor heads, but you know, can't have everything. I can't win everyone. Uh, Executor also has a really cool shiny sprite. I'm really down with Executor's shiny sprite. Um, it's it looks like it's it's a fall tree. Um, I really hope Executor gets like a huge boost though um, in popularity once the new one drops. Mm-hmm. Um, Pokemon. Yeah, they should have been aware of this typing though. Hmm? They should have been aware of the typing, though. Yeah, I don't know what's up with the dragon typing. I'm not. I'm going to be completely honest with you. It doesn't really look that much of a dragon. No, uh, he's still got the same creepy legs. Also, can we take a minute to uh, appreciate uh, Executor's Gen One sprite and how it looks like a looks like a deformed monstrosity? Like, oh, it's just like he has no torso. And it's just, it looks like, it looks like this thing with three heads, like, crawling towards you, like, please help me. Um, the heads are as big as the body. Yeah. Uh, but we could say, we could do probably an entire episode on Gen 1 sprites. <laughs> and, like, how a lot of them were real messed up. That mute. Yeah. All a lot of them are just real messed about up. Alolan Exeggutor is that Scyther would just go to town. Why? They would just you chop sure. his neck off? Yes. Ah, okay. That's understandable. Also, yeah. did you know because like that the fat palm trees do exist though? Like the like the grass psychic executor, the one we know and love? Mm-hmm. If you go to a desert, you get that kind of like palm tree. And if you go towards the coast, you get like the tall ones like the Alolan executor. Hmm. Um oh. these are all for different reasons because like the one in the desert needs to conserve water so it's fatter to conserve more water. And then the long ones exist so that, like, if there's a monsoon and there's, like, a giant wave, they don't get knocked over. What I'm thinking is, like, so if Execute really did originally come from Alola or some sort of tropic region, yeah, then, like, it evolves in a different way normally into that, that form. But, like, it evolves yeah. to our Executor we all know and love by getting a sudden boost of energy, but it isn't quite enough. Oh, that's good. I like that. Or an energy mm. that sort of like stunts its growth almost. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. That's a good theory. Hmm. Uh, I like that a lot. All right, then. So I think that's it. I think there's a lot to say for Executive. I forgot to talk about a TCG card for it. Oh, my gosh. I just feel oh, idiotic. It has one of my favorite yeah, TCG cards on here. Does it really? Yeah, it's like a two. It's one of those. Well, you know, I wait till you start it up. But all right, there, there's. Uh, I think there's only one in rotation. Well, yeah, there's only one in rotation currently. It's a two-parter. Um, but I would like to know what your favorite one is. Um, I think that's the one. It's one where, as an execute, it's being attacked by a bunch of bird Pokemon. I do not know what the artwork is. Um, 
Uh, but the, uh, the, roar- there's one in Roaring Skies, so it's gonna be in rotation even after the, uh, rotation happens on the 1st of September. And it is, uh, it's a grass type card, it evolves from execute, and it's got 120 hit points. For one grass energy, you can do Shake It Off! Uh, which does 20 damage times the number of colorless Pokemon your opponent has in play. Super situational. Uh, and then for one grass energy and double colorless, you can do seed bomb for 80. So it's probably not that good of a card. Wait, which, what's on the picture? I do not see the picture. The artwork is not showing up for me today. Hold on, let's see. What were the moves again? Uh, it is seed bomb and shake it off. Yes, this is it. It's, it's just a two-parter. In the execute one, it's being attacked by a bunch of bird Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Up in the exit to our card, it's evolved. And it's fighting back the Fero. I mean, the, that's the, great. The that's great. There was also a Delta Species card from way long ago. Uh, unfortunately, it was not Dragon type. Uh, it was Fighting type instead. So sad days. Sad days. Oh well. Maybe we'll get a cool Executor card though uh, when we get the uh, Sun and Moon ch- Sun and Moon cards. Oh, It'll yeah. be like Dragon type Executor. That'd be sweet. Uh, <laughs> so that's it for uh, our Pokemon of the episode today if you want to he- listen to more sweet Pokemon stuff you can check out our website Pokemonpodcast.com. we have a host of writers writing uh, a bunch of articles on all things Pokemon so I suggest checking it out if you want some more Pokemon goodness during your week alright then so we are going to kick it on over to the mailbag right after this music so let's go there Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And onto the mailbag. As always, the mailbag is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros. The energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. There we go. And as always, we will be giving out the Green Tauros badge to anybody we deem is necessary. So, uh, listen for that. For those of you who are new to the show, the mailbag is the part of the show where you, the fans, can be heard by sending your email into pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We typically have a writing prompt if you need one, uh, but we'll also take emails on whatever else you want to send in. So, we have a few emails today. We're going to get to as many of them as we can, as we always do. And let's get it started then. Um, our mailbag question last week is, what did you think of uh, the new abilities that are coming out in Pokemon Sun and Moon? What's your favorite? Stuff like that. So, uh, oh, actually, Scrawn, you want to do the, uh, we have this email from, uh, Lucario Loves Minecraft. He also wrote us a small screenplay. Do you want to, uh, do you want to join me and be, be the part of whoever he has? Well, he has who, whoever he has one and whoever. Oh, uh, we should do, doing. yeah, okay. If, uh, if Maximus wants to join it as well, he's more than welcome to. Sure. Oh, uh, let's do this. Okay. Uh, this is after podcast 245. Uh, Lavender Town Radio Tower, Monday, 10 a.m. Is this 2.45? No, this is 2.46. I'm pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. After podcast 2.45, Lavender Town Radio Tower, Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Thatch. Okay, off to get some green Tauros. 
Watch out for news, Thatch. Whoa! I fall. He told you. I broke my ankle. Ouch. But we all saw it coming, right? Yeah, but I need to get to the Pokemon Center. And all because of gumshoes. What? You know, gumshoes. Hey! Guys, I seriously need some medical attention. Enough with the puns. I'll just go get your new crutch and old flip man flip flops. You'll just be just fine. And our puns aren't all that far fetched. Ugh. Okay. That's it. That's it. <laughs> what? Uh, wow. and that's, why would I go to a Pokemon Center? To, I'm a person, not a Pokemon. Uh, oh, you're, you're on your way. You're on your way, Lucario. Uh, and that's what I thought up after waking up at 3.40 in the morning Come for Puckle Podcast listening time. You should wake up a little bit like later. Uh, and then improving it after, improve, uh, then improving it after 8 after seeing the trailer. I have been awake by 4 a.m. every podcast and, since I started listening. Hello again, Thatch and whoever he has. Back off the paddle boat, it's Lucario Loves Minecraft, and I will be getting ahead by answering the mailbag question for last week, abilities, and the probable mailbag for this week. Favorite part of the news dump. Okay, well, you can't answer both mailbags. Uh... As enjoyed by those such as Uncle Oshawott. I think my favorite, my favorite is the corrosion ability because of its bypassing type advantages. The new dancer ability reminds me of Tierno. Will it work with Lunar Dance? I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. Hmm. Uh, anyway, the new Alola forms were, su- were a surprise for me and probably a few others. Executor looks so derpy. Just as derpy as he did before. Uh, <laughs> I imagine floating in seas of I am stupid shirts featuring an executor with an, arrow pointing towards the Lola form or a giant jar of pickles. My dreams are always weird. My favorite form is Igloo Sandshrew. It's so cute. Uh, but what other Pokemon will get a Lola forms? Will we see Hula Blossom? Will Arbok feature a different pattern on the face of its belly like I, it previously has? Probably. It does that every time. Uh, hmm. May Cheruby and Cherim see a Lola forms? Can I open this jar of pickles? Uh, might we get a Magnemite line that wears a hat? Could Electrode get a form where it looks like different Pokeballs? Or more importantly, will it get a form where it looks like a green blocky uh, uh, creeper from Minecraft? Uh, will a, a sentient Pokeball get a form where it has a beard? Find out next episode of Pokemon Transformers Pokeball Z as the journey continues. Also, the new fly animation for Charizard looks pretty sweet. Just saying. Uh, and that's it for me, the text wall. Hopefully you guys uh, enjoy the skit at the top. And I got my interwebs global electroweb back too. Might be getting a Puckle shirt as well. Because school is rolling around and I can recommend Poke Origin 2 for XYZ episodes from the first episode. That's how I kept out without direct TV for a month or two. Well, I'm off on a newly bought paddle boat, the SS Marshtop, because reasons. And I shall drift off the coast of Kanto enjoying a nice can of spring go-goat flavored water or Mudsdale root beer. Catch you all, hopefully not, in the paddle boat. Uh, Alola Hawaiian toast. I think this person may have had one too many spring go-goat flavored water. (laughs) 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 All right. uh, You want to get this next one from the sentient Pokeball? I got it. Wait. Okay, yeah. Rejoice, fellow Pokelodians, for I, the sentient Pokeball, have escaped my prison inside the bag of a Pokemon Go player. 
While I thought that my escape would be a thoughtfully crafted plan of accidentally curving out of the way when thrown at a Pokemon, that plan failed, because the player finally learned how to accurately throw curveballs. Just when I thought that all hope was gone, Niantic released an update that made it seemingly much harder to actually capture Pokemon than before, as they break out much more frequently. So my player decided to quit, and I was sucked out of this weird fifth dimension back into our own. However, when I came back into our non-digital world, I was dropped off in the Alola region. Imagine my surprise when I caught a glimpse of the fluffiest Ninetales that I had ever seen. But it had a white coat! That has to be one of the best-looking Pokemon in this generation, even if it is technically from Gen 1. But anyways, this mailbag is supposed to be about our favorite abilities, not our favorite part of this recent news dump, so I will use that as my segue this time. Still better than Puckle's Pokequiz segue. Just kidding. Out of all That's the probably abilities- true, though. <laughs> Out of all the abilities that were listened- listed last time, Dazzling seems the most metagame-changing, being able to hamper things like Talonflame and Klefki. If Dazzling is exclusive to that ugly Fishmon, at least Thunderous and Whimsicott can still deal with it with their super effective stab moves. But still, that is a great ability. I'd also like to highlight Mudscale's ability, Stamina, which raises its defense by one stage when hit by a contact move. It isn't the best new ability by any means, but I really hope that a set will be able to be designed around it and give it a competitive niche. My favorite new ability, though, is definitely Triage. We've already seen what a priority recover looks like in a regular Sableye, and how well it is able to deal with many physical attackers, but being able to live fake outs when low on health by recovering up before they will hit, hit they hit will matter in a meta dominated by the likes of Mega Metacham and Lopunny. Whether Comfy or its possible evolutions will be, actu- be able to actually tank hits from them remains to be seen. Sentient Pokeball. Wonderful. All right. So we're going to move on then to the mailbag from uh, Uncle Oshawa. You got this one, Maximus. Gotcha. Okay. Shorter emails, huh? But I don't want to... Okay. Hello, Paco. This is Uncle Osh here for another exciting mailbag. First, though, I'd like to thank the captain of all things, Gravy, related for interviewing me for this nude uncle. Thanks. Now to that exciting bit of goodness known as the mailbag. Is everyone ready? I know this right here is the climax of the show. It is, yeah! It's disguise. Reasons? I like Mimikyu. The ability is pretty cool, too. Though, I guess. I don't know how to really talk about it as you guys did last week. If you want to hear my points on disguise, just listen to last week's podcast. Thanks, Puckle. You got me covered. I'm going to go one step further and answer next week's mailbag. Alola form Vulpix is perfect. And Alola form Execure looks like an abomination. And how does that make it dragon type? I need answers. Well, that's it from me. If you don't hear from me in a couple coming weeks, sorry. I've officially started to shelter myself from Pokemon News. Yeah, there is a lot coming out. I don't. Uh, I think there's another. There's more coming out. I think this Friday. <laughs> we'll see, though. It could be like, oh, Mega Kangaskhan. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna see some other generations, though. I really right. do. Yeah. Uh, lost my recorders, and that sadly includes Puckle. I guess I'll be back in November-ish. But until then, this is Uncle Oshawa signing out. 
Okay. Wow. Yep. There's no sugar coating this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully he doesn't leave. We like Uncle Oshawott. Uh Hi, Thatch. Oh, this this next one I'm reading from uh Dennis the DDG Maniac. Hi, Thatch and honest and awesome co-hosts. You guys got a an adjective. I did not get one. I'm not an awesome Thatch. Uh Thatch, I, you what? soak up attention too much. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Scrawn. People don't appreciate me. They just take me for granted. As Podcast they should. on their doorstep every Monday morning. <laughs> it is I. As you have to. <laughs> it is I, Dennis the DDG Maniac, here to give my opinion. First of all, I love Captain Gravy's article and do hope his article unites this wonderful community that more than it already is. He's actually uh, interviewing Puckalonians, yep. uh, which I find very interesting, and sure. I really love it. Um, my favorite ability so far is Mimikyu's Disguise. Free turn for some cute ghostly mayhem. Knowing very well the possible move pool it, could get, it would get from being a ghost, it would be fun to use even if it may not be competitively viable. Hashtag MBQ for life. Hashtag I want plush now. Uh, <laughs> my second favorite would be the new fo- new Pokemon that was announced. Oricorio's uh, Dancer, which makes me think, if this bird gets Baton Pass, will it be a problem? Reasons? Well, there is a Baton Pass clause already that prevents uh, passing another stat with speed. So, I mean, it would probably be banned if like, it soaked up a Dragon Dance. Uh, well, no Pokemon with moves with Dance on its name will be able to set up safely in front of this bird. Especially if its ability doesn't count as Oricorio seem using it its turn by substituting its move for the one copied. Technically, two moves for a turn. And talking about the news new news dump, what emblazing cursed void happened to Executor? I don't mean its design; I mean its typing. I can understand the Vulpix line and the Sandshrew line, but well, I'll end it bef- here before I rant. Spook you all next time, because the night is dark and full of terrors. Uh, sent from my ghostly partner, Rotom Dex. Dennis. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to get this next one, uh, Scrawn, from Will from Pallet Town. He's new. There are too many people from Pallet Town. Oh, man. Pallet Town's like a densely populated area. Um, <laughs> so it's going to be okay. You can be like me and be from Cherry Grove City. Oh, yeah. Cherry Grove City. It's pretty cool there. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Hey, Puckle Peeps. I've been a listener and subscriber for two years, but this is the first time I write into the mailbag. I have a theory of Sun and Moon that I thought was really cool, and I need to share it with someone who understands how hyped I am. My theory is that the island trials are a cultural rite of passage that children from Alola must take before going on their trainer's journey. What if after you complete all four island trials, you are given a trainer card and are allowed to challenge the Pokemon gyms? Furthermore, what if after the trials, you get on SSN and then go on a journey through Kanto's gyms and League? I think this explains why all the announced Alola Pokemon have been in Kanto only, and also why the games are directly compatible with the red, blue, and yellow virtual console games. Also, Hmm. it's the 20th anniversary game. What better way than a Kanto story? Let me tell you what you think. Let me know what you think. Could there be a deeper connection to Kanto that Nintendo was letting on? Do you think they will be gyms or the just the island trials? Sorry for the long email. Will from Palatown. Uh, probably just the island trials. I wouldn't be surprised if we got to go back to another region, though. Because uh, one thing I didn't talk about is the Z-moves are called Z-moves. And what other Pokemon have we been waiting for? We've been waiting for a Pokemon Z version, right? Because mm-hmm. of Zygarde, who also has a move now that draws a large letter Z in the ground. 
Uh, so I'm is just saying in the game too, huh? Is it? It's been confirmed he's in the game too. Yeah, the new forms are in the game. Yeah, uh, so, everything and, comes together. And there was also mentioned that he's going to be an important part of the plot. Oh so, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, there's maybe. a reason why everything is happening. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't figured it out yet, but take a look at all of the last sets of legendaries, compare it to mythologies. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Look into the principles of alchemy and then take a look at the introductory vi- uh, video again and start to piece it together. Uh, also Zygarde's last form. Take a look at the colors on that. All right. Uh, the answer is we might be able to go back to kalos it would be interesting to go to kanto as well though yeah it would be very interesting to be able to go to kalos though i'd be i think that'd be really cool all right all right let's see who's next uh you can get sometimes i fly maximus okay hello puckle team sometimes i fly here reminding you to always follow your dream I had a hard, I've had, I had a hard week filled with long hours, and I haven't been up to much Pokemon. But of it, I'm mean, not able to stop that, stop me from sending in my mailbag response. Stop. Story time. I was almost comatose. <laughs> I wanted to wimp out. I had gone later than any past stakeout. I was thankful my pillow was fluffy to offset the rest of the room. So stuffy. My stamina had long since run dry, but I couldn't stop now. I had to try. <laughs> the crook had taken some dazzling jewels and I made and made the police look like a bumbling fools. I dumped my disguise and ran and I and right at sunrise I confronted the Murkrow on what I had come to know was his usual route through on, through throughout town. My patience paid off as his shields were down. I let him explain himself for stealing from others' wealth, but he wouldn't say a word, so I caught that bird. My mission completed. I returned to Big Pearl to the beautiful girl. I was inspired by the ability to stake out, but found out my story has had its added bonus of being relevant to the Detective Pikachu movie announcement. Pokemon crime drama would be so fun to write. Hmm. Interesting. I am a big fan of all the new abilities that have been released, especially Disguise and Electric Surge. But overall, my favorite is Dancer. The fact that it works in double battles or can be switched in on a Swords Dancer is so cool. Plus, the concept is hilarious to picture. It makes those moves feel more like Pokemon are really dancing to psych themselves up. Tierno would be proud. Sometimes I fly, fade away. All right. Oh, and he has a PS here asking if he could start threads on the subreddit. You, anybody can start red, threads on the subreddit. Everybody's welcome to do it. I mean, uh, do whatever you want there. That's for the community, for everybody to talk in. So say whatever you want at our puckle. Uh, well, appropriate things, obviously. Like, I don't need Scrawn saying things. Whoa. Throwing what is prop, with these throwing anti thatch propaganda around. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just making fun of you, Scrawn. Hashtag because... roast thatch, hashtag praise Windsor Cot. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think, I think in the Twitch stream yesterday, it was, a, there was a new praise hashtag. Uh, it was, uh, hashtag praise Watson. 
Uh, Watson, for those of you that don't know, is my kitten. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I was annoying the crap out of him yesterday by picking him up and putting him on stream. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's adorable. Uh, but either way, we've got this next one from a new, uh, emailer. Uh, sh- uh, his name is Coriza. Uh, hey, Puckle team. Just wanted to write in to represent a group that I imagine is larger than you realize. In the August 4th podcast, I heard it said that Pokemon Go, uh, we don't have, oh, August 4th would have been, uh, the live episode that we did. Uh, I heard it said that Pokemon Go is not to bring, Go is not going to bring in Gen 1ers to Sun and Moon. I can tell you it has already gotten four of us in myself, my girlfriend and our two friends. We all love video games and most of us have played competitive games in some form for over a decade. I haven't followed Pokemon since Yellow for no clear reason because I was, I was obsessed as I, everyone else during Gen 1. With Go, I initially dove head, for, head first into the hype but quickly realized it created an itch that it couldn't itself, that it itself couldn't scratch. Fast forward a few weeks and I've completed the Kalos Pokedex and on to Oraz to play an old story I never experienced. I think I actually was on a podcast and said I stand corrected because of this because it happened to, uh, it happened to, uh, Sycamore. Um, the four of us have pre-ordered two of the collector's editions of Sun and Moon. And if the internet has taught me anything, it's that there are always people like you out there. I think you'll be surprised how many Gen 1ers are going to be giving Sun and Moon a real shot. Corza. Corza. Uh, I have a perfect uh, elaboration on this. Okay. So my cousin, mm-hmm. uh, he recently, like, had almost played no Pokemon. Like, he yeah. occasionally would get into it with, with the new games and play for a little bit. Yeah. But with Pokemon Go, he's gotten so obsessed into it. Like, he bought, like, 60-something dollars worth of Pokemon cards. Yeah. And, like, all of the games, and he's just been playing them nonstop. Very interesting. I mean, it's been going nuts with a lot of people. I mean, especially people who are, like, I want to say casual fans, right? They're getting, like, <laughs> way more into it. Because we, we sadly are not casual fans. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nowhere near. Uh, the fact that the three of us right now are on a Pokemon podcast, uh, we, we are not casual fans. But yeah, uh, <laughs> no, we'll no problem happens. with ca- no problem with casuals though. No, no, no problem with that. No, not whatsoever. No, you're one. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Thatch is saying that, but you're the one who always calls out those filthy casuals. Oh, uh, I just no, I called you out because I know it. Hashtag praise whimsicott. Hashtag roast thatch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to get this last email from uh, R Sigma? You got it. Three years. This coming week marks three years since we learned what Mega Evolution was, and three years since we were introduced to Generation 6's most influential Pokemon, Mega Kangaskhan. Anyway, Puckalonians, yo. From a game design perspective, I really like what the ability Fluffy stands for. It comes across as, as an admittance, as an admittance that Furfro's fur coat ability may have been a tad bit too strong. I also like those new abilities that were designed for Snorlax and Mega Audino. You know, comatose and triage. It would be criminal if those abilities didn't find their way to the rightful Pokemon. All that being said, the most interesting ability to me is the one implied, but yet to be announced. Frost Slash's site description reads, In snow fields or on ice, they move by creating a path with their claws, and so they're able to move with swiftness. Sounds like a sand rush slash chlorophyll slash swift swim for hail to me. That would be awesome, though. That would sand, be great. Sand slash for sand rush has its hidden ability. Welcome to the weather wars. 
Hail. Well, looks like it might be time to start dusting off the safety goggles, our Sigma. Awesome. That All was- right, so that's it for today's mailbag. Uh, our mailbag uh, for next week is going to be, what did you, What was your favorite part of this news dump? There was a lot of stuff that happened again. We need to select a winner, Thatch. Oh, yeah. Well, who do you think <laughs> should be the winner? I actually, I want, I want, uh, I want Coriza. I think he, I think he, I think he showed a lot of, he, he instigated a lot of uh, story time. Okay. Well, that is true, but sometimes I fade away. Uh, that's his name, right? Uh, sometimes I fly. Sometimes I fade away. I I don't. That know. sometimes I fly. Sometimes I fly. Uh, had he already has the mailbag one. badge. Yeah, but he also had all of those ability names. In, uh, yeah, yeah, he does that all the time. Okay, I like it. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Corey's uh, because sometimes I fly. Already already won the mailbag badge. All right. Well, yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. That's- so Coriza, if you go to punklepodcast.com, you can request the Green Toros badge, and we will give it to you. All right then. You uh, see, this isn't a democracy, people. This is a dictatorship. Save us. <laughs> I was just—I mean, there were two options. It was him and uh, and what is it? Uh, no, Will it's okay. Pallet. No, I agree. I'm just antagonizing. Yeah. That's All right. That's job. fine. That—that's the back and forth Gron and I have. He's—he's my—he's my eventual successor. So this is what he gets. I have to antagonize him. What? Oh, I'm, not <laughs> I'm not putting out a podcast every week. Man. No way. Ah, that's. Hmm. You may be willing to give up every Sunday of your the rest of your foreseeable life, but no, not me. No, thank oh, you. Oh man, that was good. That was oh. too good. Um, all right, all right. So, <laughs> the moment I Let's take over Thatch's spot, we're going back to a monthly podcast, people. Uh, we never had that. Um, oh, we're going back to it. And so we, uh, there we go. So if you want to email us and next time answer the question, what was your favorite part of the most recent news dump? You can send us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can send that in there. Uh, in the meantime, if you want some more Puckly goodness, uh, we're definitely going to be streaming more. Uh, uh, so you can follow us on Twitch, uh, the Puckle Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Puckle Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Puckle Podcast. Come to our subreddit, hang out, do some discussion, you know. Uh, that is r slash Puckle. And on top of that, if you tumble on Tumblr, you can check us out, pucklepodcast.tumblr.com. Uh, more importantly though, if you have the time and you haven't already, please go to iTunes and review us there. Uh, that would be great. It helps more people find us. It helps us get bigger. And I really do appreciate, uh, just hearing your kind words about the podcast. I think we're going to get another survey going here soon just to see what you guys, uh, think of the show and see if there's a way we can improve it better. Uh, so social media is the place to find us there as well. Um, and finally, if you, uh, want to help Puckle out monetarily, uh, you can check out our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. That is probably going to change a little bit uh, because with uh, streaming, if that works out, uh, we're, we're going to change some of the tiers around so that you have uh, prioritized uh, Twitch stream stuff that happen. So check that out as well. Uh, patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. And, of course, if you want to just hang out with us, you can check out pucklepodcast.com and its chat box and all the fun times that happen there. So, that's it, guys. Uh, so, here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Scron. And I'm Mr. Maximus. And it's closing time.
Alright, and welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Toros. The energy drink that gives you hooves. Oh, wow. man. Scrawn didn't do it. Scrawn didn't do it. You didn't do oh, it. Oh, my goodness. I just zoned out. Yeah, right? You missed <laughs> right, out. We Nobody gotta did it. Again. We I didn't do it because Scrawn was here. No, we can't try it again. This is already Fetch. happening. Fetch. Just do it. Just do it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 